0: the <sighs> God to life, the show where this fabulous heathen and his big brother gives you our take on how to live your best life what's up world i'm kate sean and i'm kate welcome to our world folks you're in for a fuck of a ride yeah. uh as always the heathens guide to life is all about living unapologetically and finding new ways to be your best self so we're going to be doing things a little bit different this week and uh, i think you'll figure it out really quick so just to get rid of some um, housekeeping stuff Uh, a heathen is simply someone who lives their life unapologetically according to a belief system and a code of conduct that works and makes sense to them irrespective of how others may think or feel make sure you check us out on our new website theheathensguide.com for all things heathen you can um, follow our full archive there check out our new line of shirts as well Uh, the titles include heathen our signature shirt curate your squad live unapologetically love unapologetically and my brother's favorite fuck boys will be fuck boys (laughs) you can also connect with us on mixcloud soundcloud and itunes as well as stitcher um so give us a search for the heathen's guide to life follow and subscribe please 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 and also please leave a comment and um share your thoughts uh, Tabby, hey. <laughs> what's going on in your world this week? How are things over at the Heathen's Den? I am wrestling with relinquishing
1: control. Oh, Chad, me because, too. Because, <laughs> as you can see, we have changed up our format a bit. Kamar wanted to produce this show. Yeah. And, um, I think the mark of a great leader is to let people do what they need to do. That's right. Um, so that was really, that's really, I had a pretty basic week. Nothing in particular, um, um, last week I talked about the United Airlines video that I did, um, and that really like um, popped off this week. There was um, a breakfast um, that the Visitors Bureau sponsored with Chase, so me and, and the other hosts were there. It was really cool. I got a lot of uh, a lot of recognition. We showed it at my job staff meeting, um, so that was really cool. Nice. Um, but other than that, just my usual brand, my usual mix of fun and, um, actually no debauchery this week. What? I just had a basic week. Oh boy, I'm a basic bitch. Never. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on with you?
0: Uh, you know, same old, same old. This week has been pretty chill. Um, it's been all about getting this episode together. It feels like our first show all over again for me. Interesting. Um, yeah, like, I'm, I'm always on my brother about producing, um, our outlines and our content for the upcoming show. And I'm like, hey, it's Wednesday, the show's Saturday. Hey, it's Monday, the show's Saturday. And um, now I see why it takes so much work to produce a full show. Like, uh, yeah, he earns I his make it, I make it look so easy, <sighs> but it's so not. It's so not easy because you have to harness the creativity part early on in the week. And a lot of the magic happens right here in these four walls. So um, that's been it. Like, I've been really focused on today's show, and I'm really, really excited. So in the future, you'll leave me alone (laughs) and let me do my process as I do it, right? Well, we'll get a a, a clear format on how to produce these outlines early. (laughs) Let's just say that. (laughs) Um, So I'm really just, I just want to jump right into it. Uh, Is there anything else that you want to add? No. All right. Well, let's get to it. So today's show is really different. And in case you haven't noticed, I'm basically Katab's boss today. You are. I am the EP right now. And I'm running a tight ship. How are we doing on time? <laughs> oh, okay. um, So, basically, The Heathens Guide to Life is all about harnessing your power in multiple ways. And, of course, that would extend into your online personality. So, today's episode is titled um, Leveraging Your Influence. We want to talk about how to harness your online power and how to use your online influence in ways that, you know, can really help you out. I got the idea for today's episode a few months ago when I was introduced to a beautiful woman who makes her life. Um, basically, she makes a living on social media. She's a social media expert and a consultant, and her brand is all about helping others cultivate their online presence. Her name is Ashley Davis, and she is our special guest this week. Welcome, Ashley. Get her name right, please. Her name is Ashley Davis. Davison. Davison. What? Okay. All right. So let me just get this out real quick. I've been calling her Ashley Williams because I met her husband, who his last name is Williams. Yes. So I trained myself not to say Ashley Williams, and I still said it wrong. So...
2: You can say Ashley Williams. <laughs> Thank you. You can say Ashley Davidson Williams. I've been trying to convince my family to call me ADW, oh, but it's not working out for me.
0: ADW.
1: <laughs> From <laughs> author.
2: DW, but I'm ADW.
0: <laughs> so we're definitely going to get into why her name isn't Ashley Williams later. But um, like I said, I got this. Um, idea from talking with Ashley and my conversation with her got me thinking about how much social media has evolved over the last 10 years or so. It's not just about posting cute pictures or tweeting about what you did today anymore. It's really a business in itself. Um, If you're using your platforms effectively, you're selling people a curated version of yourself or your brand. Whether if it's on a personal level level where you're serving relationship goals, party goals, travel goals, et cetera, et cetera. Or if it's on a business level where you're promoting your entrepreneurial endeavors and giving people tips and advice based on your talent or exp- expertise. So either way, you're giving people something that they deem valuable, which is why they follow you in the first place. Um, but the key is to be authentic. Um, it has to feel real it has to feel attainable to people who are watching you and that's where the heathens Got to life comes in Um, in this episode we're hoping to dig into um, ways that you can build your following and use your influence and Different ways to make an impact in your corner of the universe. Whether um, if you're an entrepreneur, artist, or simply a family man or family woman, you are leaving potential money on the table if you're not using these tools to your advantage. So um, I'm really excited for this conversation with you, Miss Ashley Williams. (laughs) ADW, I'm gonna call her ADW. Um, (laughs) So tell us a little bit about what you do. Um, right now you're working for who?
2: Um, so right now I actually have several clients. Um, I work for Rutgers. One of my clients, I do their social media marketing, Mm -hmm. um, as well as North public schools. And then I have a hospitality group client that I just onboarded. So I have about three clients right now.
0: How in the world did you get into the um, social media world? Because when I was in school, there wasn't really um, a track for people who wanted to do all things social. Like, what did you study in school?
2: So, I went to Rutgers North undergrad, and Mm -hmm. I actually went for video production Mm -hmm. uh, communications. Um, So, I always kind of knew that I wanted to be a content creator. Mm. Um, I think, I don't know if this is still the case, but... When I went to school and you went to school for video production, you mainly wanted to work on film, commercials, not necessarily in the digital space because mm-hmm. it hadn't necessarily exploded with content, right. especially video content um, like it is today. Mm-hmm. So um, I always knew I wanted to be a content creator. And then kind of my first job out of school was working in kind of marketing, content storytelling. I got a job at QVC. um,
0: it's okay, girl. Get I'm over yourself too. and talk, woman.
2: <laughs> um, so I got a job, I job at QVC, <laughs> and um, I was doing content creation for them in the photo video department. Uh-huh. Um, so, if you kind everyone is familiar with QVC, um, so they're kind of like we Doing content before anyone else, heck right? Heck yeah, heck yeah. Um, that was their model of selling stuff. Like it's all we're going to make their- a mm-hmm. show and sell you stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's how I got into like the idea of selling stuff through content. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I stayed there about a year, and then I transitioned to uh, my second corporate job, which was at Bed Bath and Beyond. Um, and there, I really my job was specifically in the marketing department whereas with qvc i was more so in the creative department
0: okay
2: um and that's where i really kind of learned the business of marketing digital marketing in regards to content creation social media etc um so i kind of led the team that onboarded their uh video department having a background in video um so i started doing like all their product videos all their social media videos So I had to work very closely with the e-commerce team for the content that was going on the website, Mm -hmm. but also for the social media team because all the video and content I was doing was going on the social media. Um, and there, it was really a hybrid of like figuring out storytelling, content planning doing editorial calendars, um, and really becoming a marketer and a digital marketer, and starting to understand consumer mindset, starting to understand brand positioning, brand identity, um, especially for a brand like that. Um, Bed Bath and Beyond owns like five other smaller subsidiaries, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so um, I got to work across many different kinds of brands, doing you know brand voices for different kinds of businesses. Now,
0: brand voices so, explain that for me.
2: Yeah, so a brand voice is basically how you speak to your customers. Got you. Um, they usually the best way to usually kind of define your brand voice is in three words um, so you're quirky, sweet, and cute, mm. or you're serious, knowledgeable, Smart. approachable, mm-hmm. right? So that's kind of like your high level. Obviously, it breaks down. Much deeper than that But you should be able to Define your brand voice In three words Okay And that's how you uh, Write and print That's how you Style your photography Um, If you have Influencers Or brand ambassadors That's the kind of people You want to go after That represent your brand And really embody that
1: So what I'm hearing What I'm hearing Is that you're a storyteller And that you're kind of Telling a story Through a certain lens That you're creating Right? Yeah So it's like you have These guiding principles These guiding Um I'll say principles that um, steer how you tell the story, whether it be in visual content, whether it be in digital content, whatever kind of content you're creating, you're telling the story, right? Absolutely. In a in a, in a in a, uh, a strategic way. Absolutely. Okay. Um, so, I, how um, would you call yourself an expert?
2: Absolutely, I will. No, that's
1: right. So, all right, good, good, good. So, um, did did you find that all that you um, kind of learned, you learned on the job, or was there kind of schooling? Did you like go take other kind of courses, or did you kind of just in the like being in the field um, learn what has deemed you an expert?
2: So. I actually, um, I finished my degree at Rutgers, New and then I went back to school and got a master's in digital media.
0: Okay, got it.
2: Um, So I do have an educational background that I feel very comfortable in calling myself an expert. Mm -hmm. But additionally, I think to your point of like, I went to, even when I went to grad school, I went for digital media storytelling communications. Mm -hmm. Um, But what happened in the evolution of like marketing is that people wanted those kind of people in their departments. Um, So as far as like on the job training, I feel like my job was like my marketing or business school apprenticeship because I had all this background knowledge about storytelling, how to tell stories across digital media platforms, how to use different uh, social media platforms, etc. But I didn't have the business savvy in the marketing because I didn't go to school for that. But I had to interact. And engage at my job in that way, like I will. I was working next to people who had MBAs, mm-hmm. um, and they knew about you know customer funnels, uh, being top of mind, customer mindset, doing decks. So I had to really lean all the way into that to tell story in a way that converted people, right? And not thinking about it short term, but thinking about it long term, like what is how are you want to position your brand so that this isn't a one purchase you want people to come back and buy your stuff three four five six mm-hmm. seven times you want to be top of mind all the time so I really had like an apprenticeship of marketing business school if you will um, by way of this job which I'm so grateful for like yeah. it was like literally the best thing that could have happened to me um, so yeah
1: so I want to dig into oh sorry Kumar no go ahead. I want to dig into like kind of so as you know we we our brand our our podcast our heathen's guide um is a brand and we really have an identity and um we have our own kind of personality that we've cultivated um so i'm very interested in how to grow that you know um i've always like i've always been in social media um ever since instagram came out when i got on facebook it was but at in in the beginning you know it was really all about like me just kind of sharing my life and in general what when ate. social media became a thing, <laughs> it really yeah. was about just, like, sharing mm-hmm. your life and what you're doing and what you're about. Um, so personally, you know, I've always been, like, fine about sharing cool pictures and kind of curating cool pictures and showing that. But it's so it's so easy to just, like, post a picture um, in my real life or whatever. But I find that when it comes to being strategic um, about using social media in order to promote the heathen's guide, I, like, get all clammy about it.
0: Yes.
1: Like, it seems like it's so... Mu- it, it feels like a job in itself. It's so much of a job, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, the kind of ease that I have about sharing my life or whatever I'm doing in my personal, I don't have that ease um, in the business part of what we do. So... If you were gonna give me some free advice uh, some free advice or any kind of entrepreneur anybody that's that's trying to grow a brand right what are like the couple of key things that you would suggest um, that an entrepreneur or or a brand or a brand um, can do to grow um, and kind of reach out mm-hmm. into the public yeah. like
2: Well I think right I'd like to think, Or I like to tell people not to only think of yourself as a brand. Unless you're just comfortable being a brand. Branding and influencing doesn't necessarily mean business. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Business means you are selling a product, a service, and you have a customer base. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to your business, because you guys have merchandise, Mm -hmm. you guys, anyone should set business goals first. Mm -hmm. Whether it be for the podcast, is the podcast to scale? We want to be... 250,000 250 listeners Mm -hmm. Um, or with the merchandise we want to sell $5,000 in merchandise a month Um, because once you know your goals you can work backwards from that and create a strategy and a content story around that Mm -hmm. but sometimes people find it difficult to post because they don't know their goal for their business so if you want to sell you know if you're Sweatshirt costs twenty dollars, and you want to sell a um, hundred dollars in merchandise a week.
1: They're forty-five for the record, <laughs> okay,
0: okay? Forty-five.
2: <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, but let's play with the numbers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to sell, you know, a hundred dollars mm-hmm. in sweaters at twenty dollars a week, mm-hmm. you should probably be posting, you know, seven to ten times about that sweatshirt a week
0: okay right because
2: you know that well if you guys don't know it usually takes people about seven times of seeing something before they either buy in click through like that's the statistic like people need to see it seven times before Mm -hmm. they're like what is this let me click through and find out more
0: that's a jewel right there because i didn't know that check
1: (laughs) and that goes so i like those sponsored posts that i see all the time yeah it does take me a while before I actually pay them attention. Yeah, Absolutely. When I keep Go saying right the by same it. thing over and over again. Yes.
2: And I think people are intimidated that, by that. They think that like, oh my God, my audience is going to be really tired of seeing the same thing, Yes. but as a business, again, separating the idea of just being a brand or an influence from a business, from a business you need to feel comfortable being strategic and finding captivating content yeah. that gets you the click through or the mm-hmm. conversion you want. So maybe all the posts about this sweatshirt aren't the same, right? Maybe you have your friend rock one, and then maybe you go to the print shop and you you show them printing it out. Like thinking of oh, cool yeah. storytelling ways to tell the same story to get the result you want. But as a business, you have to set business goals first mm-hmm. and work backwards. And I think that's what a lot of people don't like get about it. They get all... Into like, oh, I want to post cute pictures and I want to look like I'm having fun. Yeah. But they haven't really decided what their business goals are. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, Which is be why people clear. get lost? Yeah. Um, another thing that I that I noticed is, um, so in my personal page, I might post a picture and I might get like 200, maybe 300 likes, right? But on the, but I find that even on that. There must be like an algorithm on Instagram where if they see that there's something kind of like salesy, it doesn't get the same kind of a, kind of attention. So I've always kind of seen social media as free, kind of like free marketing, but I find that it's totally not anymore. Kind of like kind of like how publicity is free advertising. Um, I'm finding that social media like you gotta like boost those posts. You have to, like pay to boost and yeah. all that. And so that balance of kind of like authentically sharing and posting and whatever but there's still a, a a monetary backing of that
2: oh absolutely i think um we are definitely in an era of like pay to play in social media pay-to-play. the days mm-hmm. of just thinking that organic posting and you know you're going to get the highest reach just organically mm-hmm. are over if mm-hmm. you are a yep. brand or a business it's pay to play and it's only going to get more intense. It's such a business.
1: It is such a business because how much time do I spend on Instagram and Facebook in a day? Like, I spend hours (laughs) over the course of a day just in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out.
0: You know, I'm so glad that you brought that up because In this world where everybody's selling something, everybody's an entrepreneur, everybody has a side hustle, and it's almost like leaving money on a table. When you're on this platform all the time, you have a big following because, you know, you've been working on that over the years. You know, there are so many ways that you can actually use that and marry that with your your business side. You know, it doesn't always have to be separate, or, or does it always have to be separate? What do you think?
2: I think that it does not have to be separate Mm -hmm. um, because I think there are examples of people doing it where they have like, like, for example, um, I absolutely love Drea. I don't know if you guys know who she is, but um, she was on like Basketball Wives LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But she has- Drea
1: Michelle. Yes, Mm -hmm, Drea mm -hmm.
2: Michelle. She started out as a personality on TV. Than someone who's just like an Instagram influencer if you will but she never like partnered with brands or did anything Mm -hmm. but today she is someone who has you know three or four businesses under her belt and she built that through her personal Instagram. Mm. Now, granted, her businesses now have their own marketing structure, but the initial contact for a lot of her businesses are through her personal Instagram. That's how I found out about her business. leveraging your influence.
1: But again, she was already on television. Yes, she was. So, you know, we have to, you know, I certainly um, notice, you know, I guess I haven't really been intentional about being realistic about what my reach is, either personally or with the Heathen's Guide, mm-hmm. because you have all these people that have these tens of thousands of followers, but you forget that they, like, already celebrities. And yeah. so you have that yeah. instant building or instant already. I'm really interested in the people that are not celebrities. Like, say, a Cardi B, before Cardi B popped, before Cardi B even got on Love and Hip Hop, she had over 100,000 followers.
2: But she started with one follower. Right. Like, she built that from the ground up. I mean, obviously, there came a point where she got on Love and Hip Hop, and I'm sure there was, like, a huge jump in her following, but yeah. she already had a substantial following yeah. from what she was doing on her own. Another good example of that is Supercent, who I absolutely love. She has... Who that? Uh, right. So, she's from New Orleans. She does the coloring book, the Crayon Box Makeup Kit. Okay. Um, it's at Supercent on instagram and it's the um crayon box makeup kit mm. this is someone who was a regular person like and when i say regular like she regular new orleans girl
1: <laughs> home girl she got, 1 point million, she got yes. 1.5 million followers
2: she actually sold a million dollars in products oh on she's Black that Friday. one yes. she's the one that
1: did that and yes. she was like looking at them at the sales yes. climbing i remember yes. that
2: This is someone who didn't, was never on TV, just a regular person who started out with a personality on her personal Instagram and then launched a business and leveraged her personal Instagram to kind of skyrocket her brand if you will because people loved her and people were like I want to know what you're selling she used to um, always do tutorials about makeup like even before she launched her own product she was into makeup so she always talked about it and people thought she was funny people were into it then she launched her own product and she had credibility she Mm -hmm. had authenticity that's the key right there Um, so people like of course it was a no brainer that her product is like doing extremely well now wow
0: now what about folks who may, may have like a passion on the side and you know their followers aren't really following them for that but you kind of want to use those followers to funnel in uh your product and stuff is there a way to kind of uh almost trick the public into buying into what you got uh like the social influencers and how they do that can us regular people do that with our you know 2000 followers or whatever we got
2: wait let me make sure i understand (laughs) It's okay. I was slipping on numbers earlier.
0: Right, 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 right. Twenty hundred. But she I'm, know what I'm, I mean. Totally, she know what I mean. I'm totally using that. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> um, let me make sure I'm understanding you correctly. So if if I am not trying to be an influencer or a brand can I dip into this idea of partnering with brands still?
0: Yeah, like so, you know, you got your followers and they're following you because like, for example, I see your page you post lovely inspirational stuff it's totally a mood page and I might not be following you to buy stuff, but I'm following you because I like that
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, I guess what I'm saying when when, say if you were to start slipping in a little bit of um, like you're selling this now, like okay, mm-hmm. look at my um,
2: my product or someone
0: else's product? Y- your product or someone else's product, okay. either way, but like I guess, do people get scared when they see that now this person is selling me something? Um, If that's not what they're following you for in the beginning? Yes. Ah, okay.
2: I think so because, I mean, initially when I've encountered people that I followed who I just like their Mm -hmm. energy, I felt like they were adding value to me by whatever I'm following them, and they tried to sell me something the first time, I kind of, it raises an eyebrow. right. Right, because that like special thing that you had is now no more. Mm. Like, if it's good, bad, whatever, regardless of the product. But now you are trying to get me to do something very specific. As where before it was like you didn't have an expectation of me. You You know what I mean? Now you set a precedent that there's an expectation that you can convert me. Mm
0: -hmm. So um, if we're talking to just our regular folks, out a lot of our listeners are artists. A lot of us are entrepreneurs. Can you give us some ways that we can use our circles more effectively when it comes to um, promoting our side hustle? Uh, For example, I have um, one of my friends, he has like a lot of followers and it's just because of who he is. But now he has like a, um, a styling boutique and now he's using his personal page to promote his styling boutique. I automatically turn off from that. I'm like, I'm following you because you're my friend. I'm not following you because I want to see a thousand wigs on my timeline all the time. Now, <laughs> now that's what I'm seeing because he's trying to leverage his followers as a way to promote his business. But is that a good strategy to do it like that? Or is there like a cleaner way to do that?
1: That's built in. It's yeah. It's
0: built in audience. Why wouldn't yeah. he do that?
2: So here's the thing. I think that, to your point, like my page is a mood and curation page. hmm um, and I will kind of spill some tea. When I kind of decided that I wanted to do a mood page, um, I unfollow a lot of my friends and family. Get out. Um, and I don't know if they unfollowed me, but what I decided was I'm spending so much time on this platform. The energy that I am receiving matters. Mm. Um, oh. and I think a lot of times we pay attention to, you know, I'm following this person, um, I mean, I'm sorry, we pay attention to like, I'm following Drea or um, I'm following this celebrity, but we don't really pay attention to our friends and family. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying that to say that he might lose you as a friend or a family member, but he gonna gain 10 people who are interested. And once he decides what his goal is for that page, Mm -hmm. he can be okay with that. If his goal is to have my friends and family like my page, then he only not need to do that. But if he has decided, I am trying to speak to a specific audience who is into this, then um, you might not be of value. Mm-hmm. You might not be that's that true. audience. Yeah. I'm not the
0: target. You're basically. not the You're target not who he's audience. To. I get it.
2: Um, and that's okay. I, but I think to answer your question, sorry, that was long winded. No, that was think, a great answer. <laughs> it was a
1: great answer. I
2: think that is totally fine. I do. Because, um, you know, at some point you have to decide, what do you want to do on this platform? Are you here to, you know, have it be a social platform? And I think that kind of like gets into the minutia of like social media, but like it's social media marketing, if you're a business. Yeah. Brands are not on this platform to talk to you because they like you. Be clear, they want to sell you something. Yeah. You know
1: what? Yeah, they got it. And they're unapologetic about it. They like are. They have to be. They have to be like laser because somebody focused. Somebody wants goal. to buy it. Yeah, Why that's would you true. be?
2: Somebody wants to buy this Curate Your Squad sweatshirt. Why are you going to be unapologi- unapologetic Ooh, about taking their money?
1: That is so true. <laughs> that is so true. Um, I want to pivot. To the underbelly of social media. Oh, this (laughs) is what we should have started with. Now, I know where he's going. Now, I will admit, I follow one or 10 insta thoughts. (laughs) I love a good insta thought, right? Wait, can
2: we define insta thoughts?
1: Insta thoughts are the people that their page is full of postings of their ass, their bodies, their dick prints dick prints.
2: Whoa. I mean,
1: I'm a gay, so I follow the gay Insta thoughts, yeah. you know, yeah. just, you know, I curate my whatever. Um, <laughs> but what I notice a lot is actually, I will say that most of those thoughts are probably like, probably escorts. Mm-hmm. Cause I see, you know, like booking info. Yeah. What are they booking them for? Yeah. Uh, are you see, do you see the underbelly that, that, that I see in terms of like people using Instagram to like promote their escort business? It's entrepreneurship. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hello. Right. Hello. You gotta sell I mean, as long as you are not doing anything illegal,
0: mm-hmm. why
2: can't you be in the marketplace with everybody else on the legal yeah. product? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Porn this is, is what I mean. Like this is I think if you are not, and this is one of the things that I'm really grateful for, like landing a job in a marketing department, because a lot of people don't think like that. Mm-hmm. Like if you are a consumer, um, you don't think the way marketers think. And it gives you such an edge and such an advantage because like when I'm scrolling, I know when somebody's trying to sell me something, even if it's a soft sell, like I can just peel it right. back and be like, right. you want me to do something. You're trying to get me to take an action.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's ver- like product placement. Yeah. Can you just interrupt real quick? You just said something that really like profoundly struck my mind in the way that I've been kind of promoting this brand that I'm a consumer. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm still... Promoting, and I'm still kind of like promoting our Heathens Guy brand from the mindset and the position of a consumer, and not from being a brand, and not from selling something, or not. I don't, that's I don't have any intention. I don't have. I have not. I have not like been clear about my intent what
2: is your business what is my goal? business
1: what I so I, that not a goal? is
2: the most important thing <sighs> about social media Jules. marketing and that's why I'm super grateful for not just starting to work in social media but I actually worked in a marketing department that did print email social media direct all kinds of marketing mm-hmm. because they don't start with what we're doing in social media they start with we did 1 billion we need to do 1.5 billion yeah yeah Let's do, you know, three more catalogs. Mm-hmm. Let's do, um, let's uh, do fifty more posts a year on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Once you have that skeleton and that structure for your business, the storytelling becomes the fun and easy part. Yes. Honestly, it really does because, like we were talking about the sweatshirts, I I could think of ways to seven days to Sunday to sell this sweatshirt. I really could go to the print shop, have your friend wear one, have three girls at their birthday squad goals. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's endless. You get to be creative, yeah. but you've identified that I need to do all these things so that I can move these right. sweatshirts. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have and intention. you're showing the sweatshirt. Yeah. But if you don't have intention you really are kind of like what am i doing why am i doing it you don't really know
0: yeah, I, I love that and i feel like um we're really just scratching the surface here but oh my god we totally have to have ashley back thank you i told oh you god, this should I'm be so, a because there's so much to go so, but you
1: know what i will say there's something to be said for leaving the audience wanting more mm-hmm. because now when we have her back people are going to really like oh my god Ashley has such gems yes. what what's she gonna drop this time yes now before we wind down before we kind of um end this part of the interview ashley um how can folks how can folks find you and what services do you offer um so if i wanted to engage you in your business um how would i go about doing that how could i contact you like Promote yourself right now.
2: <laughs> um, you can follow me, just ampersand, on Instagram. Wait, real
1: quick. The reason why I fell in love with Ashley is that she actually uses the word ampersand.
2: <laughs> like,
1: ampersand is part of her handle, yes. which makes me... I love that, that word. It takes a special type of mind. It takes a special take person to use the word ampersand <laughs> in real life. Okay, sorry.
2: Um, So, follow me, just ampersand, on Instagram, um and to be completely honest with you guys i launched my business so um i do have my own business it's called l digital um, it's a digital media marketing consulting agency um, but I just launched it in September okay. um, before that I was working in corporate and then I started to freelance just as a freelancer um, so I'm still figuring out how to scale my business um, I like I said I have three clients right now which I feel pretty comfortable about I'm not saying that I don't want more clients but I'm a firm believer in like doing the best with what you have because at the end of the day these people are paying me for a service and i don't want to take on more clients and not give them my 200 percent yeah yeah um so you know i'm still figuring out how to scale the business whether that means i need to own more and more people have interns because right now i'm doing it all by myself um so you know you could slide in my dm Mm -hmm. (laughs) just ampersand on instagram that's probably the best way to reach out to me right now
0: all right thank you so much for coming on and i would love for you to hang around and talk some shit
1: totally stick around with us
0: yes um so real quick is there anything that you really want our audience to know in like two seconds that you can just tell them like yo if you're not doing this this is the one thing you need to be doing when it comes to doing social media effectively make it three make it three seconds what the, no the three <laughs> things you should be okay, doing okay okay three things
2: um, if you are a business um, define your business goals okay. number one that is, it's just so important for the long-standing of your business. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are a influencer, I would say don't oversaturate yourself by collaborating with too many brands. Okay. Um, I know you had asked about your friend starting to kind of post his own brand, right. which I think is great. What really turns me off, even if I like have that eyebrow raise for the first time you try to sell me something, I don't unfollow. Mm-hmm. But once you start to try to sell me seven, eight, nine, ten things. Yeah. You're getting unfollowed and you lose your authenticity. And I think that's what a lot of people are doing right now. They see that there's a market for influencers Mm -hmm. and they're like, let me hurry up and buy followers. Let me hurry up and get followers so that they can sell people stuff. There's no authenticity. They really don't care. They see that this is now a money making source and they're just trying to get in. Mm -hmm. Um, So for influencers, don't oversaturate yourself by collaborating with too many brands. Um, And then the third thing is a practical tip. Be consistent. It is so important. If you are trying to build your following, and I mean by the numbers, like if you are at 10 and you want to scale to 50, if you're just starting out, right, you got 10 followers, you're like, I want to get 50 by Friday. Post every day use the analytics look at in- instagram analytics change your instagram to a business page if you haven't done so already mm. um but you can see what time your followers are online what kind of post gets the best engagement reach impressions likes shares you can kind of chime into the analytics so that you can be iterative in your content
1: I smell a consultation coming.
0: Hello. And I think she probably just picked up a few other um, (laughs) a few other people that might want to buy into that. Thank you so much for coming. Um, As always, follow us on Instagram and um, Twitter and all our other social media platforms and look Ashley up too so we can, you know, share some knowledge with you.
2: Um, Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm super appreciative and gracious. This is my first time ever doing a podcast. Oh, Um, we
0: popped your cherry.
2: Yes. (laughs) 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 And you guys maybe feel really welcome so yeah. thank you we definitely
0: hey. plan on having you back thank you um so now let's talk some shit y'all <laughs> Katab, kick it off
1: i'm gonna talk shit about people who have pigeon toes
0: oh that ain't right didn't you used to have pigeon toes that's why i'm gonna talk shit
1: <laughs> i was so pigeon toed that like i looked like a duck like, like my parents would think <laughs> that i was gonna fall over when i ran right so when I see if I see if I see pigeon toes, I want to just like break their ankles back. Oh. Like it's fixable when you're a child. Like I wore the ugly shoes in the bar, whatever it is, it's cure, it's fixable. So I just my I'm just judgmental. Oh my, pigeon goodness. toes bother me. Well, pigeon
0: toes need love too. So all right. <laughs> Shout out to all my folks with the vision tools walking crooked. Whatever. Um, I want to talk shit about something that's been really bothering me for a long time. And it's people who just have lame ass text conversations. If I'm if I'm hitting you up and we're talking and you hit me with the K, or you hit me with the like, you know, I answer, you know, how's it going? You just say good. I'm going to assume that you don't want to talk to me and I'm not going to keep that conversation going. Maybe they want to have a phone call. Not everybody likes to like have text conversations with people. I don't her. understand, but like I just need people to step up your text game what if you're going to gonna the, be doing that. What happened to the days of text messaging when
1: it was like just like transactional and it was like just getting a quick message across? Why does it not have to be like totally like we, we communicate via text message? I
2: agree with that. What
1: about phone calls? Yeah, what, about phone call. what about a visit? What about writing a fucking letter through the... Postal service, I don't know okay, that maybe bad, not that one.
0: Right? <laughs> <laughs> what about phone calls? Well, what about real human interaction? I mean, maybe there's a place for that in your life, but not mine. Like, I want to text you. I want to see how you're doing. I want to have a quick conversation, and then I want it to be over. Now, the thing that got me thinking about this is, um, like people, like I'll ask them something, they'll answer, and then it just like that's it. And then they're like, oh, why do not you text me back? I'm like, well, what am I supposed to say with, you know, you're okay? Like, I'm not gonna just keep probing you. Like, I don't know. That's just my thing. I think people that only want to talk via text
1: messaging are actually controlling. <laughs> Why? Because it's very, that's very one way. It's very like, well, I want to say something, so I'm going to say it. And then when I don't want to talk anymore, I'm going to stop.
0: Oh. It's a very
1: controlling way of communicating. Ooh. Whereas a telephone call, when you're like actually engaging in conversation is much more um there's a sharing there's a sharing of communication there so you don't have as much control over how the conversation goes when you actually talk to somebody but that's like the go-to method though like text Everybody because texts now people are losing sight of human interaction mm. people don't want to engage anymore people want to just fucking like sit. they want to just have it their way and say what they got to say and then be done and also, think?
2: how important is the stuff that we get texts about? I, I think it's very distracting. Like, I'm to the point where it's just like, you gonna wait? Or I'm just gonna call you and we are gonna have a quick conversation. Okay. Because I think we don't realize that we're literally on our phone all mm-hmm. the time. All the time. It is so distracting. Yeah. Just, I mean, just for me working, like managing my time, like... I literally have periods where I just block out. I'm not... Because text is so, like, transactional in that sense, and it gives you access to people right away, right? Instant access to me, and it's just like, I have to turn off the instant access (laughs) because it is not working for me. Mm. I get yelled at like by everybody in my family, my husband, everyone, but it's just like, you can't have instant access.
0: (laughs) Speaking of instant access, I want to talk about People who don't take their husband's last names.
2: (laughs) Wow. Ashley, Ashley,
0: what the hell? I just thought your name was Ashley Williams.
2: (laughs) My name is Ashley Williams. Okay, okay. (laughs) But just not legally.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Okay. (laughs) Tell me about your decision not to take on your man's last name.
2: You know, honestly, I, I think that this is kind of a topic that is so, like, antiquated mm. in a way of, like, you can call me Billy Ray Sky. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, like, does right. it really matter? <laughs> like, if you thought my name was Ashley Williams, if I, I would have said it, that yeah. my name was Ashley Williams, you still would be calling me that. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, we get hung up in this idea of, like, like it meant something during a period. True. Because... True. Of, like, women couldn't own land or whatever crazy stuff went on. But it's 2019. What does it really <laughs> matter? Like, call that's why I was like, you can call me Ashley Williams. Right. It's fine. It doesn't matter. I don't really, it's not like I don't wanna have changed my name. It's just like, it's not that big of a deal to me.
0: Right. I agree. To I, I like, didn't really wanna talk shit about it. I just wanna get you to, you know, no, no, weigh no. in.
2: I mean, yeah, I'm glad to I'm have the conversation. Not taking my last but that's night. just, you know,
0: Mm-mm.
2: I mean, like, I'm fine, Ashley Williams, Ashley Davison. All right. I'm happy. You know what I mean? That's all that matters.
0: <laughs> <Wow>. Well, good <laughs> hat. Is there anything else that you want to talk shit about? No. Well, I guess that is our time together. <laughs> we hope not to only entertain you, but to also provide you with some new and different perspectives on life and all the things we discuss. Um, please join the conversation and share your thoughts. Um, look us up on Facebook and Instagram at The Heathen's Guide to Life. No apostrophe S on Instagram and on Facebook. Just give us a search for The Heathen's Guide. Don't forget to look us up.
1: I mean, don't forget to check us out on our brand new website, theheathensguide.com. Mm-hmm. Look us up on Mixcloud, Soundcloud, iTunes, and Stitcher.
0: Uh, tune in next week for another episode of The Heathen's Guide to Life. I'm Kayla Sean. And I'm Kay Ben latif Peace out, guys. Bye. <laughs>